Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 217 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, lots of news. Who did Nintendo acquire? Question mark. Kirby at the buffet. I've used that meme before in GIF. You can be a PlayStation star. Brent, you can be a PlayStation star. I can be a PlayStation star. We can be PlayStation stars. Everybody gets a PlayStation star. Look under your seat. You have a PlayStation star. Uh, More Sega Genesis mini news. We'll cover that soon. Bayonetta 3 gets a release date. Konami to re-release MGS games. Who is Konami and what is MGS? (laughs) Find out later in the show. Uh, Metal Slug games. uh, Metal Game Slugs. And we have your July PlayStation Extra and Premium games. It's weird to say. I'm not quite comfortable with it yet. And late July Game Pass games. I am Richard Bergman, one of your hosts, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up? And it's just the two of us. Brant, we're flying solo, just like your first ever episode. (laughs) Yeah. In which you were a necessity hire, and then you never left. Yeah, we couldn't get you. We couldn't get you to go. You were, you were just. You got upgraded to from listener to. I'm sorry, you got downgraded from downgraded, to yeah. show co-host. <laughs> and started doing the news, and then I started paying dues. and it's It's been all downhill from that first, what was it, 213 we figured out? Something no, like that. 113 or 130 or something like that. You're, yeah, you're getting close. You're getting close to yeah. uh, more episodes you've been on than you were not on. This is 217. We are without Cesar this week. Uh, he is suffering from an ailment in which his participation on an audio video podcast would be hindered significantly by his ailment. So we wish him well. Um, Cesar, we hope you are back next week. We were on vacation last week, so hope you enjoyed the week off from no podcast. We weren't talking games in your ear. Uh, I know I enjoyed the break, so it's kind of nice not having something to edit and post, but I did miss talking games with my friends, so. Well, we'll dive back into it this week. Who did Nintendo acquire? Oh, indeed. Did they get Konami? No. And those MSG games. (laughs) (laughs) MSG fills you up, remember. It's an additive that, yeah, it's an additive that swells your stomach up. Uh, Of course, this is not MSG. This is Dynamo Pictures, the other alternative food additive nintendo to acquire this comes from nintendo life nintendo to acquire dynamo pictures will rename it nintendo pictures fitting uh they are previously known for their work on the pikmin short movies which i think will be disappearing from 3ds yeah before too long nintendo has entered an agreement to fully acquire the visual production company dynamo pictures inc known previously for its work on the pikmin short movies <laughs> i love when the when the whole meat of the article is in the title, <laughs> we reiterate the, <laughs> we reiterate the news. Yeah, I think they also worked on like Metroid Other M, and they've they've done some other things here and there. Metroid Other M catches some shit, but I believe those cutscenes were top quality. I don't. Think yeah, the cutscenes looked of, good. Yeah, that was no sort of slight on the game for the the cutscenes were were bang up. Uh, what does this mean going forward? Well, it's unclear at this stage. Nintendo states the production company will focus on producing visual content for Nintendo IP, which is obvious. But what exactly this will entail is anyone's guess. Could it be more short movies, full-length movies? We'll have to wait and see. The long-term implications are interesting. I would love to see more of these Pikmin shorts and things like that. They have tons of universes. Uh, Nintendo does. 
where they can use this studio to produce this type of content. Or I'm thinking about like before uh, Spirits Within when Square Enix or Square Enix <laughs> Squaresoft became like an FMV powerhouse, right? Like these were oh, yeah. this was a major movie production, and you would my brother and I when we played a Final Fantasy game, we would have the VCR on standby, like. We're we're gonna need to record this in case there's something we want to play back later because there's no other way to watch it again. You couldn't just yeah. go on YouTube. There was and no watch. yeah, was no YouTube's back in the day. So when you know who caught the other end of Sephiroth's sword in you know what, uh, you know we had we were able to play that back. Like I can't believe this just happened, and I had beat it before, so I was watching him play, and I knew when specific times would come up, and we would record a bunch of those really cool FMBs from. Final Fantasy VII was one of them. Metal Gear Solid was one of them, even though that was more like in-game cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, this would be cool for like a Kid Icarus game to tell some of that storytelling in between. I feel like we're going to get a port of that Kid Icarus uprising at some point. It, it just feels more inevitable than anything. Yeah. Uh, for it to be stuck on that god-awful 3DS uh, hand cramp. Did you ever play that one? Do you have that one? Yes, I do. Um, it was one of my first games with the system, and I remember I wound up selling it and then re-getting it because it was so awkward to play. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, visually it it looks really good, and it's um it's a stunning display of the of the visuals and capabilities of the that 3ds hardware. But it it's it's still it's really just awkward to play. It is. At the time this came out, uh, my dog had chewed a water supply line to the toilet and flooded our house. So I specifically remember the missus and I sleeping on an air mattress. We might have drug our actual mattress into a room that was not affected. And I had Kid Icarus 3D or Kid Icarus Uprising and Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D. And I had both of those. And I believe I had the circle pad at that point for the for Snake Eater. And I had both of those games to like tide me over since nothing was hooked up and nothing was, you know, I didn't have any game systems up in the living room and stuff like that. Like there was open uh, subflooring and floorboards in part of the house where it was just, man, he got his money's worth. I walked in the house and I was like, did somebody leave the shower on? And that thing is just full bore, just oh going and filling up the whole back end of our house. It's amazing how much water a house can take on and not soak up, you know, valuables and collectible items and things like that. So we did we did okay as far as that goes. Uh, do you is there any game you would want to see some shorts applied to? I think Pikmin is, of course, the natural evolution yeah. there. But I mean, obviously, if if they're going to utilize this uh, company, they'll. They'll probably have more animated shorts or or have them working on the cutscenes for just about everything. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem, Mario, Legend of Zelda, you name it. You're They'll right. Probably... It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a specific franchise. Just yeah. use that artwork and, and their experience on any of those franchises. They can utilize them for, you know, in-game cuts or cutscenes for games or things for game trailers or anything they want really it didn't stick out to me that they would be using them for movie quality things because of uh it seems like there's a very tight-knit relationship between nintendo and 
is it Illumination Studio yeah, or Illumination. Illumination? The ones that did Minions and uh, they're going to be doing on the, the Mario movie, doing the Chris Pratt, <laughs> Chris Pat. <laughs> you mean Chris Pratt movie, Brant? <laughs> Live correction, uh, not that Mario movie, unless it's uh, Captain Lou or. Oh, God, who played Mario? I'm drawing a blank. Bob Hoskins. Uh, yeah. The late, great Bob Hoskins and the late, great Lou Albano. There's no surviving. We have Charles Martinet and yeah. Chris Pratt are the surviving Mario actors. Oh. I'll take uh, surviving Mario <laughs> actors for 400. <laughs> uh, this actor was on uh, WWE and starred in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. No longer a surviving uh, Mario Brothers actor. So look forward to Dynamo Pictures becoming Nintendo Pictures. Next up, this is kind of su- of a surprise announcement. I don't know a whole lot of details. Oh, it says at retail is a download code. Yeah, so did you did you watch this? Only. Watch this. Yeah. Okay. So it seemed to me like uh, so. All right, all right. Let's back up. Let's back up. This comes from Gamatsu. Kirby's Dream Buffet announced for Switch multiplayer action game due out this summer. Nintendo has announced Kirby's Dream Buffet for Switch. It will launch via Nintendo eShop, my Nintendo store, and at retail as a download code this summer. This is essentially Fall Guys. That's uh, in a, in a very much what it looks like with a Kirby spin on it. So it makes sense that it would be a live service game and it would be download only, that sort of thing. I know Cesar, when it was announced, Cesar was bemoaning the lack of a physical copy, but... It's almost like our copies of PUBG or Halo Infinite or one of those type games or Sea of Thieves. I have a retail disc hey, of Sea of hey, Thieves. Hey, I've got a copy of Halo Infinite. It's pretty much just a coaster, but I've I got like one. We war- I feel like we warned you, but we found out after you had ordered. So that was one of yeah. those just uh, grin and bear it type deals. Um, so that does make sense, at least. But I thought it might be free to play. Have they not clarified that? It's definitely a, a purchased title. It says downloadable they, code at retail. I was about to say, they, they haven't said if there's going to be a downloadable code at retailers, it's probably going to be a 19 or $25 game, something like that. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, they right, did I'll... release a, a trailer <laughs> where you can, uh, you can see Kirby... Uh, get shrunk down, and and then he's he's on like this giant. Everything's like giant food themed, and he just rolls around, grabs uh, as Kirby does. Yeah, rolls around collecting strawberries. Uh, basically, you're trying to to outpace your competitors and out eat your competitors. Uh, and at the end, it look you know they all get dropped on a scale, and it weighs to see I guess who's who's the biggest curve. Who's the who chunkiest consumed, curb? Who consumed yeah. the most uh, Dreamland cuisine? Brent, what is your favorite Dreamland cuisine? What is the thing <laughs> you'd go after fasting? I don't know. Um, they have a lot of puddings and flans in there that kind of look good. So I just got way larger than you, so I win the Whoa. first round of. <laughs> <laughs> that we, camera just keeps adjusting. We you were complaining about pre-production. I was too small. <laughs> Now I'm Higante. Uh, Kirby games, you always yeah, you always get a cake in Kirby games, so that's a good. Uh, I would also eat a, a tasty, juicy Maxim tomato, which Ooh. gives you which gives you full health. I think there was a level in the NES game called Butterbridge, so maybe you could eat your weight in Butterbridge. Oh, 
That sounds horrible. <laughs> you wouldn't eat your weight in Butterbridge, like straight eat across Kirby Stone? Oh. My kids are can your kids eat butter straight? Your your child can can they eat just butter like it <sighs> I've never known anybody to do that until one of my older sisters gave her child like a tiny little pat of butter. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you feeding the child butter? <laughs> they can't eat that. There's nothing else on the table. We're waiting for our food. It sounds like one of those things. Like the captain's wafers. You destroy the whole little courtesy the packet of captain's wafers waiting for your food to come. There's there's a there's a and this is I'm sorry, it deviates from the top the the topic of games. We're talking but about butter a, bridge. There's a there's a uh old older comedy sketch um i don't know if you've ever seen uh whitest kids you know i have not so there's there's one where it's it takes place in a like a fast food thing and they're doing a promotion where they're selling butter bars and this little kid like comes up butter bars? and it's no it's just a butter bar and it's it's literally just a stick of butter and it's there's nothing special about it. It comes in the same butter wrapper and everything. And this Is little it salted kid, or unsalted? I don't know. <laughs> but this little kid comes up because they start talking about like who's who's gonna eat this? Who wants a thing? Who wants a stick of butter? Who's gonna yeah. eat this? And this tiny yeah. little like eight year old kid comes up and goes, "I want a butter bar, please," and puts some money on the thing. And they're okay. Here you go. And he starts eating in front of them. They get this disgusted look on their face. They're like, <laughs> "Is it is it good?" He's like. It's okay. And then all of a sudden they like go back to talking and they're like, this, this is weird. I feel weird about this. And all of a sudden the kid put more money on the counter. Can I get another butter bar? Oh God. He consumed the first one. Oh, <laughs> they, they try to stop him. They're like, Oh, sorry, kid. You're, 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 uh, you're short. We can't, su- you don't have enough money. He, he starts dumping out his bag and then throws more money on the counter. And they have to give him another one. He starts eating it. He goes, oh, he starts grabbing his chest. He's, oh, my little heart. <laughs> it's. I'll have to send it to you. It's the butter bar's funny. clogging up his heart. Uh, the missus will, strangely enough, this may be country enough for you to have heard of as well, Brant, growing up in the South like I have. She puts butter on Pop-Tarts. Have you heard of that? It's like death on top of death. <laughs> no. Um... I'll say the the one thing I have done done like that was uh, we ate at um, front of the show Russell's favorite place Waffle House. Oh yes, God bless Waffle House. Uh, had a del- delicious uh, meal, and then the waitress uh, brought you a dessert of butter. Yeah, came came up and you know <laughs> said you know do you want any pie? I, you know at this point I was like mm, no I don't I don't think I think we're good. She goes are you sure we've got uh, this pie and this pie and pecan. I'm like, okay, you got pecan. Oh, Brant. All right, so e- sure. Brant, you're so easy. They got you with the pecan pie. And I'm like, we can split it between the three of us. We're good. So she she goes, okay, a pecan pie. Would you like me to throw it on the grill and throw a pat of butter on it? I'm like, okay. Um, yes, um, please. Sure. It was so damn delicious. Oh, my God. Like, that's the most Southern American Ooh. thing but yeah, give me give me a dessert that is nothing but sugar, Ooh. some some uh, some pecans, and then butter. Throw throw some butter on it. Why not? For our listeners who are outside <laughs> of the Waffle House territory, it's the greatest it's the greatest place on earth. 
You can get anything you want, including uh, pecan pie with butter slathered all over. How the hell did we get there off of uh, Kirby? Um, You said there's a butter butter bridge. bridge. Yeah, Yeah. that's the one with the crazy scaling and all that on the eight bit level. Yeah. Okay, Kirby's Dream Buffet, and we ended up with a Waffle House story. Uh, Introducing this comes from the PlayStation blog. Introducing PlayStation Stars, an all new stars, an all new loyalty program. Um, This is from Grace Chin at the PlayStation blog. Oh, geez. Do we have a good summary? Because it's a long blog post. Yeah, I can I can go through it. So PlayStation's doing a new uh, loyalty loyalty program, uh, of course, calling it PlayStation Stars. Um, they could have called it PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. But oh, don't to. don't you tease me. So I, I remember <laughs> them. I remember them doing loyalty programs. I want to say it was like early. Not too long after PlayStation 4, where you got rewarded based on the number of platinum trophies you had. I do remember. They give you like $10 yeah, PlayStation credit like... per platinum trophy. Yeah. That, and then people and... started destroying it. Yeah. On a side note, um, <clears throat> I know Cesar could touch on this too, but they used to have an amazing uh, retail partner program where you could sign into... It was like it was a PlayStation loyalty type thing, and if you took quizzes on on certain games, like ones they wanted to sell. So for me, it was like God of War one and two, and Loco Roco and uh, Ape Escape, because I was around for the launch of the PSP and that kind of stuff. Uh, if you took these quizzes, they would ship you the game, or uh, you could earn points, and then you would get yeah. And I think Cesar took way more advantage of it than I did, but I still got some decent titles out of. Like I think I got Jack Two, uh, the Greatest Hits one, and Heck yeah, there were some games that they would just send you just by taking these quizzes, and they were it was if you knew anything about games like we did to the level that we did and absorbed into it, it was basic stuff like what type of game is Wipeout, <laughs> and that's what they would want you to know to sell to your customers. I need to sign back into that and see if my see if my Ooh. thing still works. Because it was a retail uh, distributor loyalty program thing, and there were some pretty cool, some pretty cool perks with that. And that was, I was almost out of the game by then, but there were some good uh, PlayStation Three bonuses that started rolling out at that point, where you could get first party stuff like NBA Live. Oh, would that have been 06 or 07? Uh, Genji, uh, some of those early Resistance, I think, ended up being one of them. But that was kind of their flagship for that that launch period. So, but it, it had some really cool perks to it. You had to promise not to trade it in and all this kind of extra stuff. Uh, but what is PlayStation stars? Now that I've waxed <laughs> well, poetic about retail Christmases of retail past. Uh, well, starting off, of course, it will be free to join uh, launches later this year. Once you become a member, you can earn rewards by completing a variety of campaigns or activities. Uh, monthly uh, checking campaigns will simply require you to play uh, any game to receive a reward. Uh, other campaigns uh, may request you to win tournaments, uh, earn specific trophies, or even be the first player to platinum a blockbuster title in your local time zone. Who out of review press is not going to... I was about to say, gonna get that. that's, that's going to have to start like midnight of actual release because anybody who reviews games for any any notable outlets 
or otherwise they they get them weeks in advance yeah or at least a week it's, a, it's kind of entertaining i've been reading some old video game magazines that are like 2006 2007ish and part of the printed multiplayer review for a print magazine will say something along the lines of well, we got this game super early and there was nobody else online except for two or three other press review people. So we can't really speak to the, you know, you know, mag or something like that for PS3. We can't speak to the 256 versus 256 capability of this game because there were nine of us that had <laughs> yeah. the game two weeks before release. So we'll see how that works. I'm sure they'll, the, they've whitelisted those specific accounts that get these these type of early access review copies are review copies a thing do they still do that i believe so i i mean they send them they send them still to um to outlets that review things um, it's it's download codes now it's not yeah Brand, it's, all, here's, it's here's always 80 percent of uh twisted metal black i want you to check this one out before it goes to retail in yeah. two months <laughs> uh and then you see you know a lot of youtubers and things that have partnerships with certain uh, people or developers, things like that, they'll get sent review codes. So it that's still happens. New, that's but... the new EGM or GamePro or whoever. Yeah. Uh, in addition to, uh, and this is where people started asking some questions, they will have digital collectibles. NFTs. Wait, what? Digital collectibles. They say they are not NFTs. Uh, they had to come back and say that they're not. Brent, what have I like... been buying? My my bored apes. <laughs> My board eight yacht yacht club collection. Oh Are you telling gosh. me those aren't digital collectibles? No, uh, no. See when when I they hear, did have to clarify when when I hear this because they 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 said um, they are digital representations of things that PlayStation fans enjoy, including figurines and beloved iconic characters from games uh, and other forms of entertainment. And PlayStation oh. Network outages represented <laughs> <a> digital <laughs> form. Yeah. <laughs> um, what this made me think of is how in Astrobot you collect those capsules. And then after... You collect those capsules and leave that um, leave that level. You you are given this digital representation of the PS one, the PS two, PS three, the PSP, um, all these different peripherals, and you can um, you can look at them and it, there's this beautiful detailed 3D model, and you can you know play with the little. Uh, uh, hinge that shows you, you know, the the USB ports, or you can you can press punch the, the, the open button. button. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the on the PS One, and it, you know, pops up, and uh, every, it's it's it, it's it's just right in front of you. And but if you really look at it, and you know those pieces of hardware or those things, you just you're like, wow, that's that's it, that's you it, right the here. Detail that they put into it. So that's. I, that one they'll lean into. I want to that to be the idea. Like I think that is the dream. That's what we would, especially this podcast. That's the, what the three of us would like to enjoy. It seems like it could be exploited at some point. I would hope that it wouldn't yeah. be. You know, uh, buy the map pack to get this unlockable, or pre-order now to get um, not Sly Cooper, but. <laughs> 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, you get a mystery a mystery raccoonus on your in your digital museum. Not a thievious raccoon. The the ro- robbing rodent. Yeah. <laughs> robbing rodent. <laughs> robbing rodent. <laughs> you get your mysterious marsupial. <laughs> it's not quite as a bullet like Cooper. <laughs> Oh, uh, you've unlocked the statue of Fly Slooper. <laughs> it's not quite what you remember. And his good his good friend Gently. <laughs> Gently oh, and uh Murphy. Yeah, Mur- Murphy instead of Murray. Murphy. Yeah. Oh Lord. Give us another Sly Cooper. We'd all buy it. You have you have three sales right here on this show. We bought the last Sly Coopers when they came out. We supported. Yeah. I remember Cesar hyping me up on that one. And it was a good game. Thieves in Time was good. I ended up buying I see a people, copy on each. I see people shitting on it. So, I mean, I still haven't played uh, that version yet. But I've heard from other people that it's really good. But I I see stuff online that it was like, oh, that was it was not a good addition to the Sly Cooper franchise. So It had a different... The Thieves in Time added like a hub or a different like time scale. It wasn't as it wasn't as fluid, but I also believe that as time went on, the Jack uh games and the the Ratchet games just ended up getting more either publicity or public acknowledgement or some sort of um mind space, you know, of 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 fandom, I guess is what it comes down to. And Sly Cooper became the third place one, which it doesn't deserve. It deserves to be equal footing amongst those other two, in my opinion. But, like, we're still getting Ratchet and Clank games. And uh, Jack and Daxter is held in this high regard. We got PSP iterations. Uh, There was a PS3 collection, just like the Sly games. There was a PS4 collection, which we did not get for the Sly games. Uh, and in fairness, we didn't get with the Ratchet games, but we were still getting Ratchet games on PS4 at that point. So I don't know. We talked about it uh, last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago that they kind of nipped the Sucker Punch, nipped the Sly Cooper development rumors in the bud, which sucks. Yeah, that was a it's like that's a personal blow. <laughs> you you, you took it personally. Both, yeah, you had both. Uh, infamous infamous and, as well and sly cooper two great franchises that they really haven't touched i mean sly cooper sly cooper they haven't touched since ps3 and again we all think they're going to end up bringing some of the sly games to the the playstation extra playstation plus extra tiers we hope that's got to be its next unveiling uh okay is that it for playstation stars free to join Uh, yep loyalty program and not nfts will come to you what's up next brant please tell me about this sega genesis mini 2 which i may or may not have pre-ordered uh i may have pre-ordered it as well there we go so it was announced last week uh while we were off that we are officially um while rather oddly fulfilled getting the uh sega genesis mini 2 in the united states 
because before it was only going to be released in Japan. Um, and so I can order from Amazon US and get my free prime shipping at an affordable price of 103.98 with yeah. free prime shipping, right? Yes. What's weird is people in the US could already if you had a Amazon Japan uh, account, you could order from Amazon Japan and it would <laughs> ship to the US, <laughs> which may come faster. Uh, but, albeit slightly more expensive. Than... <laughs> but then this, uh, it's seemingly also being filled by Amazon Japan. Yeah. Um, it is an Amazon exclusive, so don't expect to see it in your local games retailer. Um, unless somebody trades one in at a mom and pop store. Uh, Which they... I doubt will happen. So this went up first. Cesar showed it to me, and we didn't think it was legit because it comes. It ships from Amazon Japan. It is one hundred three ninety eight plus twenty one ninety nine shipping, (laughs) and it was a U.S. box art and everything. Like it looked bang up. the The screenshots were U.S. uh, language and uh, font and everything else. It was like this is a very good fake. And then about six hours later, they officially announced it. So this that is the official way to get the Genesis Mini 2. is through your Amazon account, via Amazon Japan, and you pay shipping. Which Prime members are not used to doing for quite some time. But it still ended up being, what is that, 130 total? Yeah. 128-something? Yeah. What do we get with that 128-ish outside of the previously mentioned titles? Oh, this is all the titles. I was about to say, they they announced all of these titles that are on the U.S. version. (laughs) Sorry, man, I just saw saw Vector Man, too. Keep going. (laughs) I would assume that we would also, hopefully, we would get some of the the titles that are also coming to the Japanese version. Because they're, especially recently, I didn't put it in news, just to, I knew we had a lot of news. I wanted to try and keep it brief. Uh, but they just released more titles for the Japanese one, which included uh, the Lunar games on there. Yes. So it would be nice to get those in this format Apple as well. Mail's on there. Uh, but we are getting CD-Y, Sonic CD, Shining Force CD, uh, Sylphid, uh, Mansion of the, Mansions Hidden, of the Souls. Hidden Soul, and Night Strikers, the Ninja Warriors, and then we go to the uh, non-CD based Let's alternate titles. These. Yep. Afterburner two. Oh, the, you said Ninja Warriors. Outrun. <laughs> Outrunners. Virtual Racing. <laughs> Super Hang On. Sonic 3D Blast. Shining in the Darkness. The aforementioned Vector Man Two. <laughs> the Ooze. Bonanza Brothers. Alien Soldier. Rainbow's Rainbow Islands. Extra. <laughs> Splatterhouse 2. <laughs> Rolling Thunder Dose. Lightning Force. Fantasy Zone with an F. And Star Mobile. You sure it's not Star Mobile? <laughs> uh, uh, I believe, yeah, this is also coming with the uh, the actual six-button controllers that we should have gotten with the original uh, Sega Mini uh, that came out in the, the U.S., which was the only version to come with the three-button controller. Uh, 
they didn't elaborate on this, but they said the hardware was improved over the original Sega Genesis Mini. So it's some sort of upgraded ARM processor, hopefully. Yeah. Which that first one was, it was M2 emulation on the device, right? Yeah. And those games are those games are incredible. That Genesis Mini is is quite the collection. Just after after this actually gets on the market, I would love uh, when somebody opens it up and then we can just. I try to. I would probably. I know a lot of people like to to mod them completely out and put everything on there, but I would probably just keep this a dedicated uh, Sega machine. Yeah. On that note, have you modded any of your mini consoles? Have you changed any of yes. their stock? Okay. Which ones? The, the the Nintendo ones, both the Nintendo ones. I only added a few games each. I didn't would you, really. Would you add on the Super Nintendo one? It has been so long, I don't even remember. <laughs> so I knew someone that, and I could do this. Again, the barrier is like time. I could do this and figure it out, but it's time with applying it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, a friend of the show, Shane, put like Chrono Trigger and you know all the all the missing ones that yeah. need to be on there. He put those on there, and he had a good image for it, and it looked it looked like it was already it it came on the console and everything. So yeah. that's always been my hesitation, but I'm leaning. I would say by the end of this year, I'm gonna try to get a Mister. So I may leave the, a bunch of those stock and just leave them as is and have the Mister for that type stuff. Just to have a a one stop shop for a bunch of those classic consoles, but um, they're all great. I don't. The, I'm I'm so glad that I think it was last summer you got your hands on the Turbo Graphics one. That yeah. is such a good collection. I mean, it's great to have a box that plays Zelda and Zelda Two and Mario Brothers Three and Star Tropics, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for the Turbo Graphics brought us stuff that we do not have readily available anywhere. And that was a great, great, great get. So I'm glad you were able to get your hands on one. I was going to say, this one was pretty disappointing. The PlayStation Mini. This. Did you uh, hack that one? Did you get any of those crack packs or anything? Any of those things that came out? I thought about it. And even yeah. recently, I've, I've thought about it and saw all the different things you can do. But honestly, when I have... Uh, this PS TV right, right. here. Right. With I alternate mean, storefronts with, with everything and anything I'd, I could want on it. It's, I don't necessarily need another way to play things. So I think, and as bad as that emulation was on that PlayStation classic with notably a bunch of PAL versions. Oh, yeah. And, um, I think the only game I didn't have off that whole box was Intelligent Cube. I didn't have a hard copy of Intelligent Cube. It was like the one glaring omission that was not already in my collection. And again, these are not for us BU SSR type games we hoard and <laughs> have access to, but um, they were bad representations of a bunch of those games. Like Tekken 2, I think, played at the 50 hertz. Ooh, and Yeah, it was pretty yeah, bad. Or some rough offenders on there. So M2 is doing this. It launches October 27th. And Amazon Japan will probably have it to us by maybe at the latest October 28th. <laughs> they are noted fast shippers at Amazon Japan. It'll be here pretty quick. 
Brent, tell me about that. Oh, God, I got this story up twice. I got to backtrack. Is it Bayonetta? Yes. Yes, tell me about that Bayonetta trace. So last week they dropped a uh, Bayonetta 3 trailer on us. Did they? Uh, looks pretty good. Um, visually, it still kind of has that like PlayStation 3, 360 aesthetic to it, to right. me. But it still looks like it's going to be an awesome game. And then right at the end of the trailer, they uh, dropped a October 28th release date on us. Which, Which is, I don't... is that earlier than you expected? Later than you expected? We haven't seen anything about this game in, it feels like, two years. They, I mean, they recently showed it at one of the larger Nintendo Directs. But it's been pretty silent on the game for months. So... I think most people speculated that it would be out toward the end of the year. Um, but October is a uh, couple months away. As these honestly. fall, yeah, as these fall Nintendo dates start to file in. It still plays. It still says we're playing Demon Souls on Twitch for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. I changed this. Did yeah. you uh, in the uh, in the bottom? In the categories, did you change it to just chatting, or yeah. does it still say... Di- okay. Yeah. Weird. It says Demon Souls. All right, we're the number one Demon Souls <laughs> podcast. <laughs> add that to our... Add that to our content type. Add that to our um, r- resume, our repertoire. So, in this installment of the Bayonetta series, the unstoppable Umbral Witch joins forces with some familiar faces and a mysterious Viola, uh, and a multitude of other Bayonetta's uh, to stop human-made homunculi who are wreaking havoc. Homunculi. Damn those homunculi. Uh, Later, after this trailer, uh, I think it was uh, Kamiya posted on on Twitter about the naive angel mode, I think it was called, which did you see that where there's the, uh, watch it in your living room and it's not no awkward moments for your family. Yeah. No awkward moments where it's, it's basically a slider to where, I mean, it's not like you see anything in the game anyway. Uh, she's lots of skin. It's lots of skin pretty much. Um, but no actual nudity. But this covers your characters more during those uh, crazy attacks where she right. would show more skin. So a little bit of a um, screen of sorts. Yeah. Which is but, good. It's good to have options. You can turn this on or off. It is not a full. We're in the age of. Oh God! They censored our game. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a slider of sorts where you can decide whether that's appropriate for you or not. And and um, we're pretty. I'm gonna touch on my household. We're pretty open. Oh, as I enlarge and speaking of Bayonetta, uh, You've been we're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're a pretty open household, so it's not like this will be some sort of shocking. Oh my God! I can't believe that's represented on this digital media. I was yeah. not aware of these type things, um, but I know I think back to my retail days when I'm trying to sell a magazine subscription to a gentleman and 
I handed him the magazine. You know, it's the discount. It's the 10% discount on all your purchases and you get the magazine for a year and that kind of stuff. And he literally opened the magazine and flipped maybe three times total. And he found a, an offensive image for his family. And he just turned around and showed it to me. He's like, I can't have this in the household. It's not coming in my household. So I always think back, you know, if there was a way for him to get, because that, that's a small, it was much worse then. That's like 2004, 2005. It was a much worse. That's when you had booth babes and you had your reviews are like, man, these chicks are hot. And it's also a decent volleyball game. Jiggle it, physics, it was, yeah. Yeah. Jiggle physics. This is the era of jiggle physics. This is a different, I'm not excusing that time, but we, I would say we know better now. So I always think of that guy, like, is this game that so many people would enjoy is his family not going to be able to enjoy this game because of this principle that's not allowed in his house and for something to be just enabled or disabled. And I know, I know it's not a switch that somebody just turns on and off. It's a development choice and a concept. That's why they highlighted it in the stream. But I think it's so important that these type things continue being a part of what's included in games so that more games are played by more households, just because it doesn't affect mine or yours doesn't mean that it won't affect so many more. And I know they're going to market this game. There's going to be commercials and you don't want someone to, because I had to <laughs> to ruin many the dream of a seven or eight year old that came in my store and their kid was just going to let, or their adult was just going to let them get Vice City. <laughs> and it's like, no, I have to tell you what's in this game. Uh, it's my job first off, but second off, you know, that you need to know what the concept is in you know the things that they're going to encounter because they look at a rating on a box and they decide like okay i've seen the commercials i'm fine but there's more to it so i do like you know you basically turn this game from an m game to a t game unless the violence and all that kind of stuff kind of carries it over but it's more fantasy violence and shooting and things like that right a bayonetta title so you you effectively introduce a whole new uh group of esrb customers that would yeah. normally have had access to that title. And I wish, I wish they I'm, would tear it like that. Go yeah. ahead. I'm pretty sure you're you're probably like me because it wasn't, oh, this game is rated teen. My uh, eight, nine, ten year old son can't can't play it because it's rated teen. He has right. he has to be a teen. It's right. It's rated teen because of fantasy violence and blood. I know I it's had, in it, and it's not even that bad. Here, enjoy it, play it, have fun. I'll play it with you. I will know. set you up on this, and I will turn off the thing that is making it uh, the higher level of uh, ESRB rating or whatever it is. That mm-hmm. there's a slider in there where you can turn that off instead of like Nintendo famously on Mortal Kombat making the sweat, making the blood sweat, <laughs> and making yeah. it inferior. You know, they take it upon themselves as actually one of a, them. They made so, it green. Yeah. It's like a ooze or something. Yeah. Uh, famously, uh, the the Nintendo 64 title Perfect Dark was removed from my collection for being rated M for mature. Please tell me what in Perfect Dark warrants an M, and it's like you know shooting violence or whatever it is on the back of the thing. Blood. I think there was blood in it, but it's uh, it's funny. Uh, the end credits. They call the end credits visual orgasms because there's all sorts <laughs> of like lights going yeah. through. 
Yeah, you remember that when you beat yeah. Perfect Dark? But it was like there somebody credited the ending credits visual orgasms to someone. I remember seeing that. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, that's a uh, you definitely pulled your pulled your weight on that team by by making this end credits visual orgasms. But yeah, unless I mean, unless it is like, in, unless it was rated M for like explicit you know, sexual themes or something like that, or, you know, extremely harsh or, or strong language or things like that. It was, it was never a, a, a taboo, you know, it's like, Oh, it's made rated mature for, you know, drug and alcohol, fantasy violence, and some language. I've played this game. It's not that bad. Yeah. You know, and that is for the ESRB is not, I'm not going to say it's locked in stone. It's for it's a guide for the parents yeah. to look at. And as you, you being a parent as well, you can look at that kind of stuff. Um, I'm fine with my kids seeing just about everything outside of the Grand Theft Auto series. There are yeah. there's content and there are words specifically a word in the Grand Theft Auto games that they will not hear in this household and they will not hear in this game because they do not understand the context of the use of that verbiage yeah. at this time. And that is that is what the ESRB I think was intended to start off policing is the wrong term, but advising for parents as far as the, the type things that uh, their kids are exposed to. So it's not the be all end all, but uh, I also think about the guy who was trying to sell the magazine subscription to, and he flipped a couple pages and was like, it might've been like a DOA ultimate or something like that. It might've been that air. And he's like, this can't come into my household. I understand the benefits. I understand what you're trying to pitch for me for these used games and trade-ins and all that kind of thing. I'm not having this mail to my house uh, once a month. It's not coming to my household. So I was like, I, uh, I get yeah. that 100%. And that's it. Yeah, that's everybody's prerogative. Mm-hmm. So, And that is not for me to understand or try to rationalize or anything. That's what you have yeah. decided for you and yours. And I... I, I let it go with that. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm supposed to be pitching all this stuff and I'm supposed to peddle these things. And you have outside of anyone given me the most legitimate reason. And that is that is 100 percent that. So I'm glad that this is a feature in Bayonetta 3. And I hope that there's more. Maybe ESRB will start being a more scalable. You yeah. know, uh, it was it it was either Xbox or 360 or it might have been PS2 and PS3 online where we started to get uh, ESRB cannot rate online modes. They can't warranty that or warrant an E rating for a game that you go online and play and you get called a name. That's not, yeah. <laughs> that does not fall within the E. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, anybody, you can, the things you can encounter in online interactions are unrateable because you never know how certain people are. Yep. I would like to see, even though we we stay in on the industry and how things are coming out and what they consist of and things like that, I would still like as a parent, if they did scale, if Bayonetta 3 said, you know, T to M, if you turn on, you know, adjustable slider uh, affects uh, content rating, I would love something like that. That would be a really good scalable thing. And then I guess... How would you enforce that at retail, though? Because we started having to check people's Mm -hmm. IDs for 18 plus. Like, what are you? You you're 10. You better play on the (laughs) T setting. (laughs) Gosh, I remember when they (laughs) when they started enforcing that. um, Yeah, because there were there was a couple games where uh, tail end of high school, 
I'm having to pull out my ID, buy an Uncharted and, you know, whatever, Call of Duty and, you know, yeah. other things. Just like, uh, like, yeah, I want this game. Can we see your ID? What? I'm not trying to buy beer. <laughs> I was I was, a game. <laughs> I was out of the game by the time Uncharted came out, just just barely. But they came down on us super, super hard around the time of hot coffee and the adults only. Like, yeah. I remember in our backstock, we had shelves of of new games right there behind the backstock. I pulled all the PS2 copies of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and literally they sent us stickers, which I'd never seen before. And I put AO stickers on them, and they would ring up a thousand dollars if you tried to scan them. So they went straight in the back, so that nobody would nobody was going to buy one of these thousand dollars SKUs. And then right after that, they were on us. They would send secret shoppers and all that kind of thing to make sure that. And you would have parents that got offended, like, "What do you mean? I got to show an ID? It's a video game. It's kids stuff." And I'm like, "It's my job." You see the there's a camera there. <laughs> there's a camera there. Uh, they are going to review this and see if I checked and I just got to look and see a number. I really don't care how old you are. I'm <laughs> I'm 19 and I'm making uh, $8.40 an hour. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get fired, so just please show me. So I remember that when that became a thing. So maybe that will be something in the future, scalable, ESRB, or questionable. I think there were some, I think like Elmo's, <laughs> alphabet for n64 was like uh, that that had a range that was like e to e10 or something it would yeah, give e sort to e10. Of a, it would give it, it would give you an educational range of of between two but with a scalable effect you know maybe it's the m is still on there like no one can buy this without it but hey you can there's a potential to make this a t game or an e game based off of the the sliders inside there i really like those options especially as my kids are going to they don't play a lot by themselves except for what I curate. But as they start to discover things on their own and want to play more things on their own um, outside of my library, uh, it would be nice to, to also have those that reinforcement in the background. Uh, what else? Is that it on the Bayonetta news? That's, yeah, that's that it late, on Bayonetta. Is that later on? I have that story pulled up twice for some reason. Do you talk about the copy of Bayonetta 1 that's coming out? Oh, no, I actually did not mention that we got off on a tangent. But yes, there's a limited, a uh, supposed like limited quantity um, release of the original Bayonetta 1 uh, physical. Yes, because they they had uh, Bayonetta 2 with a digital code of the original Bayonetta available for years now. Um, but yeah, they're actually doing right. a physical physical run. They say it's going to be a, a limited release, but they also said the uh, that Mario 3D, 3D Star yeah was a was a limited, and that that was everywhere for it's a still long time. Two years later, yeah, you can still find it. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like uh, the Bayonetta. The first one, pre-orders have been up on Best Buy and GameStop now for like two or three days. So mm-hmm. they're out there if you want to get it. And it's $29.99? It's 30 yeah, bucks. It's, it's not very expensive. It's not bad at all. Uh, next up, this should be a quick story. Yeah. Just uh, from VideoGameChronicle.com on Metal Gear's 35th anniversary, Konami says... Oh, good year, 35. Konami says it's preparing to bring back delisted games 
license expiration forced Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 to be pulled. We talked about this story. Yeah. Last year, earlier this year? Yeah, earlier this year, it was updated because the uh, the titles that just got pulled from the PlayStation now before it changed to the new That's PlayStation right. tiers. Because it was like uh, the Phantom Pain and Metal Gear Solid 4 and uh, there was... There was something else that was also on there, but all of them just they they got uh, just evaporated from the service right before it changed. And once the service changed over, they they haven't come back. Yeah. Uh, Konami said on Wednesday on Twitter, the games would soon return. The Metal Gear the Metal Gear series launched on 13th of July, 1987, celebrates its 35th anniversary today. The tweet reads, we are preparing to resume the sale of titles that had been temporarily suspended i just want to note that for once i am uh older than one of these titles not <laughs> super mario brothers or legend of zelda it is nice to actually be um within the release <laughs> dates of some of these vaunted <laughs> titles <laughs> i know some of our listeners are much younger than some of these classics but like for cesar and i <laughs> we're we're uh sometimes predating those NES <laughs> classics. And this one is, uh, that first Metal Gear game is a little rough around the edges. You could tell what Kojima and company were going for, but uh, it does feel good to be at least older than one of these and not, oh, Super Mario Brothers game, this game that I love and enjoy came out four years before I was born and it was still relevant <laughs> then. It's just some weird timetables in there. Yeah. But I am officially older than the Metal Gear s- series, not Metal Gear Solid. I always want to say follow. It's, it's like a, it's just a flow, right? Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 64, Metal Gear Solid. As you eat the Super Mario mushroom and grow. Yeah, growing and shrinking. Um, they note, uh, Video Game Chronicle notes that Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, which had to be removed November 2021, because according to Konami, yeah. some of the real-life archive footage used in them had been licensed, and those licenses were now expired. I hate this type yeah. of shit. It's so dumb. It's like the music and racing games, or the... God, and I for, hate it. And and for that, that's even worse, because I, I hadn't thought about it. But, yeah, there's, there's, like, historical footage and everything, but... Yeah. Historical footage. I, I guess it technically. Who's coming those, after them for that license? Who's <sighs> coming after them still? Who? It's it's one of those weird things where anybody that takes the video or anybody that takes the picture is the technical owner, and you've got to get you've got to re up those rights because there was some story that I heard about somebody was on like a on a trip and they had a camera or, or had their cell phone and the monkey, there was a monkey that came and stole the picture and took, took the picture and somehow or another, they wound up. So it wound up in, it wound up in court and they technically have to give the photo credit to the monkey. <laughs> Cause the monkey is the one that took the photo. It's, <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> Holy crap. Photo man. credits and 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 videography credits are it's a it's a weird animal. I'm so no sorry. pun intended. My family, I've worn this medal. I've been shamed. I didn't take this photo. I've gotten all this credit. 
a monkey stole my camera and took the photo for National Geographic that won all the awards. It was not me. It was a Homo erectus. <laughs> it was the pre. <laughs> it was a predecessor. Oh. <laughs> oh God, that that shit kills me. It's like a. I feel like it's a lawyer that's just bored, poring over some sort of old copyright laws. Like, what do we need to protect ourselves from? Yeah. This could bite us in the ass. Let's pull all the games from the store so we don't get sued. And then everybody loses because of some archival footage that Kojima put in about nuclear war. And uh, it's weird. Do you, it's like, do you think that actual like historical museums uh, have to go through and re up copyrights of of historical footage? Right. Because, uh, I mean, all the time, you know, if you go to any of those museums, we you know, we recently went to one um, close-ish down to here. It's like the National Infantry Museum. And, of oh, course, you... Cool. Yeah, it actually was. Um, very cool. But, you know, it always is like, you know, this day, back in blah, 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 the troops, you know, march their way onward. And it's it's all that historical footage and everything that's being played and stuff you've seen before. Yeah. Uh, or... or you know, pictures you've seen in, in almost in like it's open things. source or free use or something. It, yeah. And it's like, it, and that's basically the same thing that's in those Kojima games is it's, you know, random little snippets of, of those same videos. Or I think about wisdom tree, the uh, infamous unlicensed NES games like uh, Bible adventures and <laughs> super Noah's Ark and stuff like that. Oh, gosh, like, Nintendo went after everybody, but these people, because it was this Christian based, they don't want to be the people that went after like the Jesus games, right? So why would you want to be the company who f- filed against Konami for the anti-nuclear war footage? Like, why would you want yeah. to be that sort of? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it does have something to do with the the monetization of it because yeah, they they are making some kind of money off of it. How is that not royalties but, but... or something else like TV and movies and know. everything else? Games games sucks. This is how we. We talk about this all the time. This is how we shoot ourselves in the foot as an industry with licensing and these things that are just so ungame friendly. Like, please let us put your Ferrari in our game and then we'll patch it out in three years when nobody gives a shit about the game. But like, that's not the game anymore because you could have had this Ferrari. And that's why we tend to buy certain physical copies on certain consoles that we do or certain generations that we do. I still feel like I have the definitive Vice City and San Andreas is because they're pressed to disc. You can't, I can't boot that game and they take the uh, music off my Vice City. <laughs> it's going to be on there. I'm going to yeah. hop on that bike. It's going to play Billie Jean. No matter whether they lose a license to Michael Jackson's music or not, it's going to play Billie Jean as soon as he jumps on that bike. Oh, man. We're, our industry is backwards sometimes. Okay. Hopefully people get to play more Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear games. Uh, apparently it's, it's specifically it's Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, right? Are there any others affected? Uh, I don't it know looks like because two and, Oh, there it is. Say, yeah. The full a, list of games that have been temporarily removed from sale and are presumably the ones being referred to in Konami's new tweet are as follows. Let's alternate. Metal Gear Solid 2 oh, Sons gosh. of Liberty HD edition PS3. Uh, I I have already closed out the Metal Gear Solid 3 because I thought we were done. HD edition PS3. All right, Metal Gear Solid HD edition PS3, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty for Vita, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater for Vita, 
Metal Gear Solid HD Collection for Vita and PlayStation Now. Metal Gear Solid HD Collection 2 and 3 for 360, which was a backwards compatible disc, I think, which yeah. ran really well on the Xbox One consoles and also very well on the series consoles. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D, the aforementioned 3DS title. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sub- Substance on GOG. And Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD for NVIDIA Shield. Slash Nintendo Switch. Bring those games to Switch. Yeah. I'm not a Switch beggar, but uh, that's a whole new that audience for cool. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah. These are hey, guys titles. If they could run on the uh, the Vita, they can they can run on the Switch. The NVIDIA Shield is the Switch, remember? That's the mm-hmm. same chipset and all that. That's system on a chip. Uh, I have the Bayonetta story next, but I think that's the wrong <laughs> link. Is that what you have? No, I've got I've got the the PlayStation blog, um, PlayStation extras and premium tier games that uh, just got added. Yep, there it is. Uh, as of recording this yesterday, um, which we got a bunch of titles. Uh, this is a good update. We we've been talking about the past couple weeks what they're going to elaborate on. So this was a uh, this was a good confirmation of that. And the uh, we got some big titles. Uh, the first, of course, is the day and date release of Stray, the cat simulator game, which actually looks pretty fun, uh, which you can claim now, as well as Final Fantasy VII Remake Integra- Integrate. Um then we have Marvel's Avengers. Uh, that's uh, available also today. And then we have a huge, huge list. This is with uh, PlayStation, uh, their collaboration with Ubisoft. There's a bunch of Assassin's Creed games, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, Black Flag, um, Rogue Remastered, um, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, the Ezio Collection, and then it's basically they have, all the Assassin's Creeds, right? That we're missing mm, from it. E basically, yeah. Then we have Ezio Collection gives you a bunch of them. Yeah. Then we have some of the the Saints Row games, um, Saints Row Four Reelected. Uh, Got out of hell. And then they just added Spirit of the North as well. Uh, You were playing that not too long ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Ice Age, um, Scrat's Nutty Adventure, (laughs) Jumanji, the video game, Uh, Paw Patrol on a Roll, Ready Set Heroes, and then we get to the very sad edition. Uh, This is the part that sucks. Um, of the premium tier, these are the the <sighs> literally you are pay- paying a premium for these classic titles, <laughs> and they added uh first it it was just going to be two PSP games, and they they slid another PSP game in there. Those games are Echo Shift, No Heroes Allowed, and Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. Um, and weak. then it was weak. If if what got leaked afterward or, or mistweeted or whatever um, to the Italian page was what we got, it, I actually would have been happy because if you saw those, um, they got, what was it, Loco Roco, No Heroes Allowed, 
Um, I didn't see this, by the way. It was the PSP... Um, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur game. Oh, Sword of Destiny or something yes. like that? Yes, Blades of De- Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Ridge Racer. Yeah, Ridge Racer 4 for PSP. And they also had uh, Dino Crisis on there. Damn! And, and then that got quickly removed and up went the actual uh, No Heroes Allowed, Loco Roco Midnight, and uh, eventually Echo Shift. <laughs> so it's like no give us the other games give us all those games uh they have a huge catalog that they could pull from and we get give us something why are you giving the wraps psp titles yes and they're i guess loco roco midnight carnival is i know is technically rant. this a is decent like game but this is like we virtual console year two or three whatever it was when they fell off the wagon yeah, those those extra extra titles and everything else we got, uh, and especially getting getting stray day and date is is nice. Um, yes. But yeah, those those classic titles, Sony, you could do better. Come on. And I'll probably be upgrading my tier to play Stray. I really want to play Stray. I know you guys are going to be doing it, so yeah, probably hit that up. We might end up talking all talking about that next week because it's only like five to seven hours or something like that. Really, it's not it's not a very lengthy game. Okay, you already getting it with your upgraded tier, so yeah. And there's a physical copy for thirty nine ninety nine, I believe, on some of the retail various retailers. So it is getting physical. Track it down. Yeah. It seems like it seems like one to own. Is that it for your PlayStation Plus? Is yes. Not essentials. Game catalog update for premium and extra. Yeah, those Do you get straight with the extra tier? I, I think so. I think you so. might. Yeah. So you might only have to go up one tier. I'll look at the price difference. Probably negligible. Yeah. And last but not least, I believe if I pulled up my tabs right, we have your Xbox Game Pass titles. You get the highly rated as of recent As Dusk Falls on July 19th, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, Watch Dogs Dose, that's coming on cloud console and PC, Moto GP22, Torment Tides of Numenera, a uh it's a BioWare game in it, the uh, top down Isometric RPG uh, Inside, so. Indie Darling Inside on cloud console and PC. Uh, you're getting DLC updates for Age of Empires 4, Astroneer, Minecraft, and Forza Horizon 5, which is the Hot Wheels DLC. Uh, your ultimate perks are in Minecraft, Fall Guys, and Century Age of Ashes. Those will warrant you the Dwellers Bundle, the Milk, Coconut Milk Costume, and the Crod Slaglands Dragon Bundle, respectively. Uh, there's a whole bunch of games added to touch controls. Um, I don't think any of those I would want to play with touch controls. Yeah, of course Yakuza you want to play. Yeah, you want to play Yakuza games with the damn play a touch brawler <laughs> touch controls. I play with touch controls. Uh, leaving Game Pass, of course, the downside of the additions to Game Pass. On July 31st, Dodgeball Academia, Katamari Damacy, Reroll. Luminous Remastered, awesome game, and 
Katamari Damacy reroll. Omno, which was a friend of the show, Jeremy, one of his favorite titles on Game Pass. And Raji, an ancient epic, which I have been meaning to play and may need to get that in before July 31st. Because I think there's now like a Raji ancient collector's edition or something like that, like a, a finished product of that on all platforms. Is that it for news? I didn't miss any tabs. That is it, sir. Nintendo Let's... Movies, Kirby, PlayStation Star, Sega Genesis Mini. Get the Bayonetta of three. games played here. Konami. <laughs> Stupid. Your title wins. We don't have to discuss it. <laughs> Robbing Rodent Works. <laughs> the game we deserve. <laughs> the bootleg Sly Cooper that it was. Uh, I have played very little. I was on a vacation the past like week and a half, so my game time has been slim to none. I've gotten the usual Halo rounds in. Uh, Brant, we're still missing you on Saturdays. You need to come back to us on Saturdays. I enjoy our Mondays, but Saturday nights is just so much fun. And and like I said, I guess the last show, Big Team Battle has improved. It's Really? It's not the nuisance it was, but... I have to backtrack again. We got a lot of capture the flags in a row, and it would just be so nice to turn. When you have a group, it's almost like, okay, I've got, here's seven people that I'm going to be throwing onto your server. Let us pick. We're bringing seven people into a game. Let us pick what game type we want. We don't want capture the flag. You're going to have the Capture the flag is, is okay when it comes up intermittently. But when you go back to back to back to back, capture the flags, and then it, when it's big team battle, you go for long stretches of everybody, nothing happening. Those are never you over yeah, fast. You, you can't get to the flag. They're never over fast. And we had, I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like they had spaced them out a little bit better. And we blame, of course, we blame friend of the show, Renee, because he hates Capture the Flag. It's like, thanks, Renee, for giving us Capture the Flag. You had to join us and bring us Capture the Flag. But it would be so nice. I don't hate any of the zones. And I don't really love any of the zones, or zones, modes. I don't really hate or love any of the modes any more than the other. I just want to be able to mix it up. Yeah. And we're running a party. Let let me ask the Variety, seven or eight. man. Yeah, let me ask Spice the seven or eight. Yeah. Or put a mode like do not repeat modes. Do, yeah. Or a, uh, a tab, a slider. It's, again, back to game design. Just put this in there. I know it's not that easy, but just something that keeps us from repeating. Like, you have people groaning when they see the map load. It's like, oh, God, another capture the flag. We just we just fought for 15 minutes trying to get this back and forth, and it never worked. It's like we're the same group going back in it again. We don't <laughs> give us zones or just something to break it up or Slayer. Slayer is so fast, even on, on big team battle. Just give us kills. Just let us cleanse ourselves of trying to play this objective thing and just it's my squad versus this other squad of what nine and then we'll you know we'll go from there and then uh i know it's like 16 or something on big team battle in it um but it, there's there hasn't seemed to be any improvements on that front at all in a series known for customization and custom levels and forge and um we were talking about on vacation playing the last land party that we had uh, a friend of the show. Russell put us on lockdown on needlers and we <laughs> literally brought all the Xboxes to their knees with all the needles flying through the air. And it was so <laughs> much fun and so 
randomly funny just the crazy shit that we could pull off and do with that and it will be fun to have a little bit more customization customization with that i get it's a free-to-play game uh some people have paid for it you bought a disc i have spent twenty dollars so far in the season passes the two ten dollar season passes and i'm not complaining on that front i have 100 100 000% gotten my twenty dollars worth of value out of that game it's i still love it it's still one of my favorites but Man, just a little bit for us that are playing regularly to outside of cosmetics. We just want to play Halo. I don't care what your person looks like or, you know, what skin you have on. It's that's just we see it in the loading screen and we joke back and forth, but that's 10 seconds and then we spend 15 minutes playing. Give us the depth in the give us the depth in the meat and bones. And maybe that's looks poorly on our old school taste maybe they look at fall guys and Fortnite and these other things and they they have the metrics and they figure out where the money's made and it's not in the select selecting mode and it's not stopping us from playing we complain yeah. every week we praise it every week we complain every week and then we come back the next week and we do the same type of thing so um did I play anything else? We played some Mario Kart 7 uh, on the car ride down. And that seems to be our new car tradition is to play some Mario Kart 7. Uh, kids love it. Uh, did anything else get played? Oh, I played through both of the Con- the Klonoa demos. Uh, oh. My PS5 copy was waiting on me when I got home. But I went all the way through the uh, Klonoa door to Phantom Isle. And the Klonoa 2 Lunatia's Veil. Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Lunicius? Yeah, something like that. Veil. So I was actually surprised. The first game is is awesome, and I finally got the hang of it. Think, I think when I talked about it before, I didn't get the jumping and throwing, and I still get kind of lost on, like, where Klino is looking to throw your object or whatever. But um, I started to get the hang of it and just double jumping with the item. That's basically yeah. what you need to do every time is double jump, unless there's a specific, like, egg or something that you're trying to shoot at and hit. So the like the screenshots and the the imagery that I had seen of Klonoa 2 before playing the demo was that it was like a 3D version of Klonoa. They took that original Klonoa and they made like a PS2 version, you know, a sequel leveraging the power of the PlayStation 2. Have you never played the second one? No. Okay, you're going to be in for a surprise because that demo is the demo version on whatever console you want to play. It has like the first world of both or like the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Klonoa 2 is a PS2 Klonoa. It is the leveraging the power of the PS2 for that 2D, 3D style. And I, I wasn't ready I for it. It was a pleasant surprise. I was like, man, they they made a PS2 Klonoa. Like this is this holds up really well. And uh, they've they've made some changes from the Wii version. This is not the Wii version of Door to Phantom Isle. And it much closer resembles, like, you had the PS1 game, you had the PS2 game. The Wii version brought it close. This is like, it's right there where they seem like it's a seamless, it's really a good collection. What is the Fantasy Reverie collection, yeah. collection or something like that? Yeah. And it's just... This is a great collection of games. I almost bought it on Switch, but I knew I had that PS5 version uh, here when I got home. And I've installed it. I've updated it. There is an update. I'm not sure what it entails, but uh, I plan to uh, touch on that a little bit more next week. But both of those demos, uh, Brant, the Switch demo I know is is on there. 
and it plays it plays well on switch i see some hiccups here and there but that also could have been me thinking in the back of my mind you get the ps5 4k 61 waiting yeah. on you at home so it was but it looked really really good on that oled that art style it's one of those i may pick up on sale on switch because i still do want to support it um but and that'll be a good digital game to always have on hand that sort of gameplay but those i was impressed with both of those i went into klonoa 2 completely blind and i was extremely extremely impressed and excited to play that it is a it is a legit uh next generation klonoa i was i was very surprised but did i touch on anything else i didn't play any gta 5 uh cesar and russell with the whole majority of the vacation they were talking about gears of war 2 and river so here we go we get back saturday before everybody gets on halo they queue up river so here we are playing horde mode on river like it's 2008 or whenever that game came out and of course on series x it runs flawlessly and looks great and you load into the same 360 menus and all that kind of stuff and we got to 10 we cleared level 10 with the uh you know you have to hoard the horde the shields from uh, level eight and level nine so that you can have them against the blood mounts because the yep. blood mounts will just come after your ass on 10. And we managed to carry the shields over. And then we did it for 18 and 19. And then people were starting to get online for Halo. And it was like, oh, we're going to try to finish this. We're going to try to finish this. And then we lost the first attempt at 20. We, we had a good start. And then uh, the sire, the guys with like the long hair that run really fast, they kick over the shields. Mm-hmm. They punched a hole in the shields and a boomer shot boom shots over and hit uh, Cesar and I up on the stairs in one of the cabins and river. And that was it. It was a done deal after that. They they poked a hole in our <laughs> defenses and <laughs> we couldn't recover from there. And it was like, man, we don't have these shields. The blood mounts are going to just come in here and wreak havoc. Let's just switch over to Halo. So um, that's still one of the top tier multiplayer experiences out there and it is so amazing i'm still there's an achievement called party like it's 1999 and it's for playing 1999 rounds of horde in or multiplayer but i've only ever really played horde in gears of war 2 and i'm at 1850 now or 1860 so i've been i've been chipping away thanks to their backwards compatibility stuff i've queued that game up regularly semi-regularly over the past you know five to ten years when it normally would have not been available anymore so i'm chipping away at that party like it's 1999 i think that's before the end of the year that might be one of my goals is to knock that out and it's so much fun that gameplay still holds up i feel like i got a couple cheap deaths like with the camera you know i would i would be controlling it's third person so you don't see anything behind you Mm-hmm. And I've got you see you see more than first person, but your radius is still not like, you know, amazing. And uh, I would get somebody behind me that would melee me and then hit me with a shotgun and then I'm down. And it's like, OK, that's fine. I didn't even know you were there, but that's cool. And um, it still holds up, man. Gears of War 2 River is is the experience. So I did play a little bit more than I thought I did. So I'll turn it over to you, young Brant. Bring us home. We're skipping Cesar's round. Uh so I uh, continued my um, Crash Bandicoot uh, bullshit. Yes, I watched part of that stream. <laughs> I caught it kind of late, but I was watching some of it. And uh, and streamed Crash Bandicoot Warped uh, all the way through. That one took me not even three hours. It was like just under three hours. It's a shorter game, huh? To beat that. 
Um, I I still love those. It's games. shorter, or you're just better at that one. I don't know. I guess just playing everything back to back, I just kept getting better and better. Uh, but I know as as a as a younger lad, I uh, would continuously do nothing sometimes on the weekends, but just go through and replay those games over and over and over. So don't you miss those weekends? <laughs> yes. Not really having much else to do and just being able to sit back and play a video game almost all day. I would kill for one of those. I would kill. I'm not it's not <laughs> like a you know, murder somebody. For... <laughs> no, it would be it would be awesome to just kick back like yeah. that. Uh and then you had texted me about uh this. We had we had gotten this crazy yeah. idea where we Something were looking we were looking into the the family plan for uh, Nintendo oh, Switch hell. Online. Don't mention. Don't put and, my name. Don't put my name in your mouth. This is Cesar's doing. And Cesar screwed us. Like we we had all looked at it and and thought about it. And I guess on your trip, Cesar had had just jumped, and you sent me a text saying, "Hey man, go ahead. Let's people. do it. Yeah, come on." <laughs> You got to join us. And so we didn't, just, we didn't hear anything for a day. And then I was like, Brent, you doing this? And then I get back. We're driving back and I read it out loud. I was like, all right, Brent, send me a message. It says, fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. And I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And then you sent me that list of like the, the few people we've you, you've already got joined in. I'm like, yep, just fuck it. Add me. Go ahead. Sure. What, what's it, there to man. lose? Ten bucks. So would you would you take advantage of? Because I haven't even. I think I've downloaded the two expansion, the Genesis thing, and the. I need to get the Mario Kart tracks. Oh. I didn't even. I didn't even do that. I didn't, you didn't even do the download Genesis the Mario ones? stuff or or download yeah. the Genesis. You did N sixty four exclusively. I did immediately it, just it to Cesar that was a Genesis expansion. To you, it's a exclusive N sixty four. I just I just completely forgot about it. Yeah. Um, my Genesis expansion is coming in October. Uh, true from Amazon Japan. Oh, I'm uh, glad you were able to get in on one as well. Uh, we both did too. Um, but I immediately booted up uh, like Pokemon Snap 64 just to see. It's actually pretty responsive. It holds uh, up. I played in uh, in handheld mode with with all of these. Um, the controls. I mean, it was it was just a a little awkward at first. Just getting used to the the feel of everything where where everything is um but it's not bad um and then i really started to get into that kirby uh 64 i heard you playing some of this the other night (laughs) crystal shards or something like that um and that actually it feels and plays a lot like uh klonoa i had talked to you about it earlier this week it's 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 pretty fun it's a good game you and I were mentioning that, so that's that's Sony's version of that, and that's Nintendo's version of that. This would have been a good blueprint for a Sega game, that 2D, 3D. Oh, yeah. And they could never figure out. They had some weird pseudo 3D. That, they, yeah, they weird had the, Sonic running in the... They had the fisheye version. Like the, yeah, they just never quite... And they didn't have to do the full-blown... You know, everybody points to that little hub world of Sonic Jam, which... Yeah, which was cool, but it was empty. So the movement and all that felt well, but there was no game in there. You know, a 2D, 3D title of that type 
would have really and the the damn Saturn would have pushed the hell out of something. Oh, yeah. It would have been incredible in the background. And with the, you know, polygon, basic polygon Sonic or something in the foreground. But you're so you're digging. I do not have any experience with Kirby 64. I don't believe it's good. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, I actually give me two seconds. I'll grab this right here. It's in arm reach. This came in the mail today. Ugh. Oh, what's he got? Um, oh, will it? Will it? Uh, it, it doesn't want to with, uh, will it with want the it? mode. Okay, okay. It's a camera. There we go. I think. This is a universal adapter for the N64. Okay. By Hyperkin. Uh, interesting. I've got uh, Animal Forest. Oh. Coming. For the N64, I was looking at one of those. Um, what what did we we were talking about those those train uh, simulation yes, games? Yes, yes. Uh, I was looking at one of those. Uh, Are they expensive? Because Din- I'll loan you mine. Uh, Dinsha de Go for the N64 yep. um, ranges uh, around the the like twenty bucks range, so it's really not that expensive. Um, I didn't pay that much for mine, but but I got a lot probably ten years ago that had all this crap in it. Yeah, is that um, this one? Damn, this blurred background's killing me. Yeah, it's that one. This one was twenty bucks by itself. Yeah, it's I, I see I'm seeing it anywhere between like seventeen to like twenty uh, five, twenty six bucks. Did you know how to region mod your 64 by itself? Mm, Without no. the adapter? No, I had not. So there are, and I don't have one in here to compare, but there are grooves on the back of the cartridge. You see how wide that one is? Yeah. It's just like the Super Nintendo. They're different on the 64. Yeah. So if you wanted to, I mean, you're you're harming your console. But I yeah. did, it, I did not- it with the one that I have hooked up. You just take needle, needle nose pliers and you wiggle out that thing at the bottom. Mm. Or or grab a Game Shark and the Game Shark will pass it through. But I, yeah. I like that clean Hyperkin thing. You'll have to let us know how it works. How much, um, how much was it out of curiosity? It was like twenty five bucks, something like that. It's not bad. And honestly, you, you machine. Yeah, and you honestly you can't pick up one of those game sharks for that anymore. You can't. I don't. Uh, I haven't looked in a minute, but I know the last time they were like twenty seven or twenty nine bucks or something like that. Thirty. Okay. Um, but I know there's... I haven't paid attention to. <laughs> Nintendo 64 stuff. I I bought that flash cart maybe two or three years ago, and I just kind of tuned out immediately from there. It's like, okay, I have yeah. access to this library. I'm not really... And I have a bunch of the physical copy games I want to get. And I've got... It, it seemed like the Game Shark was akin to the Super Game Boy player. Like, whenever you bought some lot of games, you got a Super Game Boy player. Or when you bought mm-hmm. a lot of 64 games, it seemed like you got a Game Shark. Like, I ended up with two or three different Game Sharks. You know, they were kind of hardware locked where they only had certain codes that they had access to, but yeah. they were still good bypass uh, devices. So, But I know there's other things, just like uh, like Bomberman 64. Uh, it plays the exact same as, you know, the Japanese and the English version. The only difference is price. 
much much cheaper you can you can buy that japanese version of a bomberman at 64 i'm looking at it uh this listing has it for 12.99 free shipping where you know the english version is a hell of a lot more Has 64 um, gotten that crazy with with um with covid uh you know people stayed home so a lot of people got into collecting i should have held on to some stuff i had a sealed copy of smash brothers for 64. Oh, no. I got a decent amount for it, but I'm sure it's not what it would be now. But I, I had to sell it at that time, so it's just one of those things. Along with my copy of Burning Rangers. It's fine. I still have to access find... to those games. Uh, well, I don't know. This is a authentic version of... It's a little beat up. It's an authentic version of Bomberman 64. They're selling it like twenty eight bucks, so maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, but still, sure. uh, thirty, yeah, th- I mean, thirty bucks or more than thirty bucks uh, compared to twelve, right. thirteen is, it's a lot less. How good is Bomberman sixty four? Uh, I remember playing it uh, at our mutual friend's uh, um, home. <laughs> where I was friends with his younger brother. Oh yeah. You were friends with the older brother. Yeah. I remember playing it over there for the Is first time and being yeah, and being hooked. I'm blown but away. But there's but there's there's other stuff I know. There's like uh that rumble version of Super Mario sixty four. Yeah. Yep. Ocarina Time. Uh, and plus the the art on some of those um cartridges is just it looks a lot better i feel like i tried to talk you into this before you on the podcast i feel like we had this conversation years ago like get mario kart 64 it's so cheap yeah you you um you were like yeah there's smash brothers this is because i know i came over uh one of the times and you were showing me all these these import carts (laughs) yep there you go yeah you gotta put it like on your body for it to not blend into the background I've got the Mario parties. I'm not sure how uh, friendly they are. Um, I don't know. I would think if you already know how to play them, you, you might be able to to get it. Hey, Brant. What? Guess what? What? I just saved you. Oh, look at that. I got you, fam. Hell yeah. Love you, I, If we didn't have this conversation, I never would have known. So one of these Bombermans is yours. Because, um, he, he, but yeah, I'd come over one time and you were showing me all those. And I did like the art. Look at that artwork. Banjo-Kazooie? Banjo-Kazooie 64. All you got to know Damn. with these is like how, to, which things to unlock, right? Like yeah. Mario 64, it's like, okay, this is the six or, or the five red coin one. This is the saying, one where you throw. played it so many times, it's. Yeah, this is where we throw King Babom over the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the highly successful follow up to uh, Yoshi's Island for Super Nintendo. Yoshi's Story. All right, this is actually kind of a. I know this is not great for the audio podcast. Yeah. But I'm, I'm done showing off. Instagram I'm trying. I'm trying games. to say them out loud. And yeah, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, you'll have yep. to look up. Uh, I can. Be, I can barely make that out. This is I a. See a W. This is the Masters, so that's the, Masters, that the Masters logo, which is takes place in Georgia. This was the first licensed game for the Masters. It was on N64, hey. and it did not come out here. 
So the first time we got That's the funny. Masters in a video game was like Tiger Woods 2013 or something like that. It was an odd year where they called it Tiger Woods the Masters, and that was the first time we got it in a game. And it was uh, this was an N64 game exclusively in Japan, made by T&E Soft. But, I mean, I would just that's the thing is if look up all the different like artworks between the boxes and the cartridges on, on these different releases and even things from game to game, some stuff got changed. Mm -hmm. Um, like I was, has a different name on 64 and a different sound. Yeah. I was, I was watching something actually before the podcast, um, about just Mario Kart um, games for the super Nintendo and the, uh, the 64 and how they basically overhauled super Mario Kart, redoing all the voice acting and, and things like that. When it came here, you know, they like made Yoshi a little chunkier and, uh, actually Americans the, don't like skinny dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't seen it. I've got the Japanese version of super Mario Kart. I need to see, but there's a, a version of, uh, when you win, I might have that one too. The the player one is standing up on the podium with a thing of champagne, but they they freaking chug it in the Japanese version. So like you have Bowser up there and he's like spraying it all over his face. <laughs> you uh, they showed you know, Princess Peach up there. She's got you know both hands and she's knocking it back. And she, <laughs> when when she when she comes oh, down, princess. her face is all red and so. I'm like, damn. So there's oh, there's some man. legitimate differences with some of these games. You know, now we're it's pretty much all comes down to like language uh, differences. Um, they may change a few things here or there. Just you know, but there's an interesting. We could have a whole podcast on interesting localization choices in like mm -hmm. the early to mid '90s. From oh, specifically, yeah. we could only focus on Nintendo. It it was across the board with so many different companies, but Nintendo was so afraid of of uh, any sort of questionable imagery. Like we got Wolfenstein, you shot rats instead of dogs, and it just the list goes on and on and on. Have all to take, sorts of changes you have to like take that. it's weird because you have to take like religious imagery out of games or um for a really long time you couldn't have the Red Cross in there. Um, because of the Red Cross organization. Yeah. Um, no churches. But, I think what Dragon Warrior for churches. They weren't. They were called something else. They weren't but actually then, churches but or then cathedrals. Famously, the 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 guy that the one guy that had the 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 job of of localizing and translating um, Chrono Trigger because I. I watch this too. I've I've been on. I just heard a podcast about this guy of, of localization. Is it Ted it, Woolsey? <sighs> Something Woolsey? I, th Woolsey? I, th I can't remember his name, but he, he did added Mooney Bard and Final Fantasy yeah, Four and all that stuff. He yeah. did a good job of you know translating and 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 adding you know different cultural references and stuff, but then added a lot of like religious imagery to the game as well, which is interesting. This may not be the same person, <laughs> but it's it's weird because you know a lot of people add comparisons and things apparently to 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 Chrono Trigger how it mirrors certain religious things. And it's just interesting. It, and it's odd that they, you know, take it out of certain games, but then they leave it in other games. Um, I know earthbound and Zeno gears, Zeno gears is just straight up about <laughs> destroying God. Yeah. Second disc Z is like yeah. This philosophical. 
<laughs> yeah, Z- Zeno Gears is is like one hundred percent anti religion. Yep. Um, yeah, Earthbound. I mean, they they changed so much uh, in Earthbound, but it. Oh my gosh, we yeah, like you said, we could we could have a whole episode just on on different that, localization. That's a whole other show. That's not yeah. an episode. That's a show. That would go on forever. Um, but shoot, I guess let's let's finish it up so we can get on, out of here. Yeah. Um, I I ended uh by doing another stream this week by uh starting another of the games that I that that justified my purchase of PlayStation Premium tier, which was Demon's Souls. I did watch some of that. What do you think so, of Demon's Or Did you go in blind? Is this your first experience yeah, with Demon's this, Souls? This is my first Souls game uh, ever. I mean, the, the the closest I guess I've gotten to a Souls-like is uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I guess from as far as like gameplay-wise. Uh, I've never played a Souls-type game. Yeah. Um, I think I've even got, because that, that was also in the collection, You, I mean, you can get uh, Bloodborne. Um, in that PlayStation collection tier that came uh, that original your, one, yeah, yeah, your subscription, uh, or just by having a PS5. Um, but yeah, I went ahead and I was like, screw it, I downloaded it, I get it with the subscription, let's try it out. I didn't hate it. I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, and then eventually you get to that point where you walk into this huge room and a big ass monster just comes and I, t- I tried to dodge and I-, I dodge and immediately get up and there's, there's definitely a lot of cheap hits and things in there. Um, I noticed enemies will, will come at you. And a lot of times if you're too close to a wall, if you're, or if you're impeded by something, that you can't break your sword might hit it and impede you from hitting them. But you're, the enemies just go right uh, fucking through it. Oh, the geometry doesn't <laughs> affect them at no, all. No, no. Uh, and they do try to do a lot of um, uh, a hinky or um, just cheap things. Like they'll have enemies hiding around corners that will immediately jump at you uh, and attack you. To, or you'll be walking up a tight, a, a small staircase and I'll, there might be people above you with freaking firebombs that can throw down at you that you don't even see. So you just have uh, to die and learn that they're there or something. See, I only died twice and I played this game for probably a little over an hour. I so died. I watched, I watched you die and then you went to whatever, like somebody the, was telling the you nexus. the, the yeah. nexus and you were like a wireframe character or something. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, you weren't like fleshed out. Did you ever get to the point where you got that back or whatever? No, I was always in that like soul form, but I did go back. I was trying to figure out because, like I said, I, d- I don't really know much about it. I have to I have to do a little bit of research and figure out, you know, some stretch and figure out what I'm supposed to do. And the area I went to, um, I was do- actually doing pretty damn well. And mm-hmm. the bad thing is, is like once you die, you like half your health bar is then like cut off. So you start out with a pretty decent health bar. And then once you die, it's like cut in half. Why do they do that? Why do they hinder you? I don't know. It's, I guess, but it's, it's a mechanic. It's a get good mechanic. It's in the game. Learn to get better. 
So, um, yeah, I wandered around and I eventually got to a couple different points. And there was one point where I started to walk across this bridge and I saw like this army of, of enemies. And I saw, because just like in these other games, you can leave messages on the ground. I went and read this message. I watched you reading some of them. And Monsters it said, ahead. Yeah, it, th- this one said, it's safe here. I'm like, what, what the fuck does it mean by that? And then all of a sudden, this freaking dragon comes and flies over and starts just laying down fire on the bridge. And he flies over and then he loops back and sits on the other side of the bridge for a second and then breathes fire again. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so you were I, safe there. Yeah. So I, I I watched him do that a couple of times and then noticed he's he's not stopping. He just that's all he does. I'm like, OK, so I can't progress past this right now. So do you have to you can't time it a certain um, way? Like there's no way to get past it. Maybe if I if I ran as fast as I could, uh, there's still there's still some enemies on the opposite side that he just didn't take out. Um. I saw those big ass. I saw two big ass dragons. Yeah. Then yeah. Then I cut back and went this other direction off uh, to the left of that bridge, and that's when I came out. And there's two giant ass dragons. And like the first thing I come to, the first hint said something about this is not a play. This is not an area for beginners. I'm like, oh, where do you go then? Okay, so I, I walk down and I start looking at stuff, start gathering. There's a few things on the ground to pick up. And then there's another thing. It's like, oh, this area is fine for beginners. And if you get too close to that dragon, he starts breathing fire at you. And thankfully, it's like an elevated ledge. So he's on a higher portion of the ledge, and I'm on a lower portion that I could kind of walk around. But it dead ends. So I'm like, Obvi- okay, obviously I can't be here. So... I, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, I'm I'm probably gonna have to look into it and see if there's different areas I can go to, which yeah. is the best area to kind of get my bearings back and kind of get the uh get a feel uh, of the game completely. But uh, honestly, I I didn't hate it. I didn't um heard it here first. Demon's I was Souls didn't hate it. I was, you know, a little overly cautious, but I mean, in the end that helped me because there were lots of times I just, I, anytime I walked into a new room, put the shield up and like walk in really slow. And then here comes an enemy off from the side on my blind spot. I just jump right back, lure him out. Or there was one time where I walked yeah, through. Ki- I saw you do a good, good bit of kiting like that, where you're yeah. kind of drawing them backwards. There was, there was, yeah, another time where I, I went around this area and there's like four of four of these enemies like running toward me. So I just let him back down a hallway and just uh, started going up the stairs. And one by one, they will like kind of get stuck at the bottom of the stairs. And then one would come up. I'd just defeat him, go down a little bit, bait the other one to come up, beat him. So just kept doing that. So those you have to you just have to play strategically yeah. or otherwise, because if, if, if you just start like running into rushing into things you are just you're gonna die gonna get your ass whooped and you have to watch how you dodge stuff too because if you if you you go in a meter i saw yeah because anytime you do a jump back or or these attacks or or roll it uses your stamina and if you're you know on a catwalk or something and you and you roll you can fall off of that there's no like invisible barrier if you're fighting somebody fences yeah 
it's uh it can be brutal how'd and it after, look look good it, it looks great nice because this is of course the the, the updated blue point, blue point yeah yeah so i'll probably like i said i'll i'll do some digging into that before i jump back in but i I wouldn't mind jumping back in and actually playing it a good bit more. Do it to it. So, would you consider playing the original Demon Souls since they're both on that PlayStation service? Take Possibly. a look at the PS3 one. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that streaming would work? I was about to timing? say streaming yeah. wise, it's probably not the best choice because there definitely is a little bit of input lag with that streaming. Which one? I, what did you play? Dark Souls. On the Switch? Uh, yes, and the first skeleton thing killed me, and I was like... That was like a tech test. <laughs> I was like, I'm not playing this game. Stupid. Um, Yeah, I've never played Demon Souls. My copy sealed somehow. I never... I just never popped it in. I, somebody told me it was good, and I found it uh, years and years ago at a Walmart. And I, I picked it up before Dark Souls and all that other stuff, and just... I never had a chance to pop it in. Hey, upgrade. Then you get it for free. Yeah, I'm going to end up upgrading. I think another month has rolled past. I think that's an even cheaper upgrade now for me. Um, yeah. But is that all? I, I did want to touch on something since you that's, jogged yeah, my memory good. with the cloud thing. We tried to play a couple rounds uh, on vacation on the xCloud streaming on iOS for all three of us. Master Chief Collection was borderline unplayable. It was mm-hmm. just, it was a nightmare. Yeah, depending on your, depending on your connection, unless I was like on like, extremely good wi-fi it was okay it is still it is still not not the best way to play that and if you're on cell service forget about it don't even don't we even on, attempt it we were on wi-fi russell and i were on uh phone and controller cesar was on a steam deck doing the the streaming he said his performance was fine russell and i was like this is not going well so then we tried around an infinite and it was land grab. It was an objective based game. I went oh eight and three or something like that. I never got a kill. And I was like, this is just not <laughs> It's not fun. This, it's not this is not the Halo I know and love. So it's it's got it's got some strides to it still has some growing pains as far as that goes. It's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, those are our games: Demon Souls, Halo Infinite, Crash Bandicoot 3, Klonoa Demo, games. Yeah. Kirby 64. It would be fun. You mentioned doing a Mario Kart 64 online thing. We need to be, do that. That would be a fun stream. Even if we're just talking over it, I can just get our voice capture in. Because I didn't realize this. I've got us in the background of the stream on top of this overlay. We can be talking behind a video stream that's just full capture. So. Yep. There's all kind of possibilities. We've got to tinker with some stuff. But uh, hopefully Cesar will be back with us next week. We wish him well in his uh, pursuit of healthiness. And so we hope he can contribute again next week. Uh, Thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. Adios.